This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizpa Baraisa. I'm here with Halavis of Kafir Bechhofer. Some of you phone, well, you didn't phone in, but episode, you're wondering where Rabbi Yisuf was. I said it was a very personal matter. I didn't feel that it was my place to actually mention this to our listeners. But Rabbi Yisuf has just gotten up from Shiva this week, Shiva for his dear father. Uh, Ernst David Ben Hachaver Yosef Doiv Bechofer. And um, Rabbi Yosef, I think that um, in the, the fact that one can't just shake off a shiva so easily, uh, I think we should t- talk a little bit about it first. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your father, Zohan uh, Rocho, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, your experience and the shared experience, as we know, as Chazal always tell us, it's the Galgal Achazer. So um, I think everybody would perhaps gain from some new perspectives or even turning over some old ones. So my father was one of the last uh, people born in the little town of Beshofen, from which the Beckhoffers come. Beckhoffer's name was taken by Napoleon's command. They directed all the Jews to take last names. Um, somehow we got the last name Beckhoffer, named after the town. And uh, it was earliest. In other memory. words, the ER, the ER means you're from that city. Like, uh, like you would say, someone is a Memphiser in a way, right? So, the, so Bechhofer means you come from here. Bech, you're a Bechhofer person. Yeah. What Memphisers? <laughs> if in Yiddish, what would you say? In, in English, kind of lame. It, it, what do you want to say? The, the Mishugoyim? I mean, what? This, what? No, Memphian is is what Memphian is what. I'm saying in, 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 in Yiddish and in German, you would say, yeah, Memphis Hill, right? Uh, you know, I, so it's just, I'm not saying that is the way to say it. I know I grew up in Memphis. It's a Memphian. I know that, yes. But the point is, be, people will ask about Bechhofer, so they know it's it's people from Bischofen, ER, meaning people from that town. So how could be, so you have more, you have a lot of relatives who aren't really relatives then? I mean, no, there are all Bechhofers, as far as I know, are. Are descended from part of the same family. It's just that some of them are not Jewish because of intermarriage over the years. Oh, I see. So even though that little town, everybody, a lot of people had that name, but they weren't um, originally not related. But now all the people who are no, 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 I don't think a lot of people. Have that name. I think only our family, for some reason, got that name. I don't know why. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So, you, so say I interrupt you. So your dad was from Ovasholm, was from from that town. Yes, and this town, uh, he he was had a very famous shul because it was uh, had uh, was in a barn, but it was the wall paintings were very elaborate from the 18th century, and there's a similar shul in, uh, in the Israel, at least it used to be the Israel Museum, but uh, I don't know if it was for the same painter, but in any event, um, very elaborate wall paintings, and uh, they were a lot of pictures of them because they were so um, impressive. Uh, and his earliest memories was early, he had his birthday, but his earliest memory is being coming to that shul with his father. And um, the, this shul is so uh, beautiful, beautiful that they're not a Kristallnacht. They're not supposed to burn it down. 
Mm. And who did burn it down was put in jail for burning it down. Mm. So perhaps it's the only SS officer who was put into jail for actually mm. burning down a shul. Wow. Uh, very unusual, obviously. Um, so they had so many pictures that um, they, uh, the, the people in the town, in the high, local high school, several years ago built a scale model like a dollhouse around the show with all the wall paintings. A diorama, as it were. Oh, it was, yeah, right. And uh, so he, uh, they left the fresh uh, open in, I think, 37, because there was some cheshben, I don't know if this cheshben was, uh, was appropriate cheshben, not appropriate cheshben, but they felt that uh, big cities, they were safer, so we went to Frankfurt, where my uh, father's uh, grandparents were renting an apartment or a house, I think an apartment, and they got there um, after having sold their fa- bakery and matzo factory, which was the largest one in Germany, in the town of Langenselbold, another small town in uh, Germany. And these little towns, they never had more than a few hundred Jews in them altogether. They show up in the top, was 170 Jews, I think, at one time. Uh, and uh, the, uh, but uh, the, they, we have a family tree going back there to the 1600s. And the first Jew from the Beshofen line in the back in the later to be Beckhofen line came to Beshofen. And uh, they're all buried in that cemetery there in Beshofen, which is still intact till today to a large extent. And uh, I get the sense, I get the sense that you vision as some place that you feel that you'd like to go to perhaps. I would love to go there, but I don't know when, if and when it's ever going to happen. So, mm. uh, if our listeners want to sponsor a trip, I'm game. <laughs> um, I see. I see. Um, they, they might only sponsor it if I sit next to you on the plane and make you know. They could sponsor us both. <laughs> you will, we'll take a trip to Lodge as well. We'll go to Bischofen and to Lodge. You never know. Look, you know, I'm sure we can find many wonderful and, and, and Kedoshim Nebuch uh, to be misfiled for. So was Bischofen... Um, was it, you told me that the Kristallnacht they decided to uh, protect the Shul. Was it a city that uh, uh, suffered an assault of, from the Nazis at all during the uh, whole? There were no Jews left by the time, the, the time of Kristallnacht. They'd all left. Uh, they'd, all, they'd all left the city. So there wasn't any reason to, uh, to, to massacre or destroy things there. So, 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 so it's, almost, it's almost preserved like a pristine museum almost, right? Well, there's nothing there. I'm not sure what you mean by a pristine museum. It's, there's, there's a memorial where the shul stood. There's a memorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so your dad, of course, I should point out to the listeners, was only, was a small child. He was born in 1933, right? So um, what we're talking here, these are, his memories are from his early, early childhood. That, yeah. So it must have really made an impression upon him. I mean, there are people out there, I'm sure, listening who who say, I can't remember anything before I was eight or nine years old. And your dad seems to have remembered uh, quite a number of images and things from Germany. Yes, he did. This is true. And, and uh, he, um, he uh, uh, said he got out on the, um, so they went to Frankfurt and then they, uh, the, the, my great aunts were living in America already. They got visas in those very difficult days, they worked minimum to get visas, and they got visas for um, my grandparents, my great grandparents, and my my, uh, my father and his siblings to come to America. And uh, I think it was the second to last boat 
which came to America, it was either the Washington and the Manhattan, these were two sister ships, which went back and forth uh, to Italy, to America. And I think that the reason why this was the second last ship is because on the next journey, I think it was the last one was in Washington, they were almost sunk by a U-boat because uh, Germany had declared unrestricted submarine warfare. And they only convinced the U-boat captain um, the last minute that they were not, uh, they were a neutral ship and they had no contraband. Wow. Wow. So uh, that, that was that. With, with Mamish with Nisim and Nifloyes, that they were, that and of course, uh, your father uh, gave this over to you as part of the, the the miracle that brought him here to the United States. Right, yes. And, okay. And he, and he was uh, a real, I, I know even before he was Nifter, I knew, I met him a number of times and I know that he was, he was a real American. I mean, even though he... he yeah, yeah, so he came at the age of seven. He spent years in South America, but he was an American person, really, right? He came, he came, he came at the age of seven. Of course, going to be real American. No, no, you know what I mean. Look, your mom came as a young person, but she wasn't was a lot more European uh, than your dad. Um, and but your dad was a real, uh, you know, did, did he encourage you to be part of the Boy Scouts too? There was no Boy Scouts in West Hampton. Uh huh. But I think he, I saw him like as I, a, my brother was part of the Boy Scouts. Brucey yeah. was part of the Boy Scouts. Have you no cover that Torah? With you, when he was a Boy Scout, he wasn't Rabbi Yehudah. When he was the Dayan, he wasn't the he wasn't the Dayan in the Boy Scouts. He was a boy, an American boy in the Boy Scouts. That's my point. This is not a piggy in his COVID. This is an indicator of how much your dad appreciated American life. I can take shots at your brother anyway. Oh, bring down the back offers. I'm trying to be Meshabeach the back offers. I'm trying to say that your dad, this was the place that saved his family, and he embraced American life, even to the point of understanding that the institutions like the Boy Scouts and serving in the army and other things, these were part of the things American people do. And he was a good American Jew, correct? Yeah, but he didn't actually have a choice to go to the army. I'm not sure why we, we jumped that, but he didn't have a choice. Okay, did, did he tell you how terrible it was in the army? No, it wasn't so terrible. Was that the home of you every Shabbos. Okay, so look, there are a lot of people who were in a situation where they try to get out, they do whatever they can. I have the sense from your father from what you've said to me, and I'm leading you on this. You can you can correct me because this is covered for, I tried to make it a cover for your father, but I think it means something that he... He earnestly, and that was his name, of course, Ernst, but to actually appreciate this country, and he instilled an appreciation of that country in his children. Yes, well, he was, he, uh, yes, of course. He was an American through and through. He was an, uh, uh, as I mentioned at one point during the Shiva, uh, they, uh, the, the, one of the great brachas about my father is that he was only a hockey fan. He didn't, he wasn't a fan of any other sport. Yes, we've heard this about your as a Rangers fan until the great trade, the great trade with the Bruins, when Phil Esposito and I think Wayne Cashman came to the Rangers, and John Rattel and Brad Park went to the Bruins, and this is back I think in seventy five, seventy six, no seventy six or seventy seven, had to be, and this is a, 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 a to me this is absurd. How can the person who was the hero yesterday become the enemy today, and the person who was the enemy yesterday become the hero today? I couldn't. 
look at Philip because he don't say this is inside of Yisraelim. Yesterday he was the big, he was the sultan. But then I realized all, all, all fandom of all sports is baloney. So therefore, I stopped being a fan of sports. And, and your father's role in this was? No, I was a Rangers fan till then. I thought we were talking about your father. Why do we start talking he about being a Rangers fan? He made the Rangers. He was Mocher Belave and Nefesh to the Rangers. He was, uh, he was to go, whatever their spring right. training So basically, was. what you're saying here is that although he was a fan, even of the new players, Yeah, I don't think by that time, I think he just enjoyed watching hockey for the sake of watching hockey. It wasn't that he was involved in the personality, but he appreciated the game. Yeah. Yes. Right. I don't think, and I think that uh, at that point, uh, uh, he uh, he just liked uh, liked the game. I I did hear you say that in his second marriage, he was able to, as a, a way to show really love, and maybe you can learn this too, that even though you don't share the same interests of someone, but in order to get along, to show that, to, to really also indicate some sort of um, emotional connection and feeling and understanding of the enthusiasm, and he started uh, sharing his wife's baseball enthusiasm. Right. I have my limits, because my, my wife is into uh, puzzles now, and I'm not, not going to get sucked into puzzles. So, uh, yes, there are limits in which I'm willing to... Puzzles, my wife likes puzzles as well, but I got... It must be women once they reach a certain age to get into puzzles. Well, I I asked her Shlema Miller uh, on one of our dear true Shabbatonim, and he told me that it's very schwer to find a heter to do uh, puzzles, um, jigsaw puzzles on Shabbos, so... Oh, but she was... was, She takes them apart the moment she finishes them, for that reason. Hmm? She takes them apart the moment she finishes them. So that that's what my Freya shows that it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, I unfortunately I asked her. Schleim, oh, you Paskin? I was being moderate up until that point, but then uh, when I asked her Shleiman Miller, I said okay. I asked him for a psak. I've got to be Makabalit. and there was it was a using a baseball metaphor. It was a it was a sorry day in Mudville when the psak came down from Shleiman Miller, and unfortunately. The um, that they cannot work on the jigsaw. Uh, uh, I assume that your wife wanted to keep it. That was probably the problem. That was part of it. Uh, that you know the the accomplishment. I mean, she does two thousand pieces. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. a, two, a two thousand piece puzzle. Uh, it's a you look for a frame for it afterwards sometimes. But I asked him if it made an afkamina. He said even even if. Even if you're not planning on using it as a picture, it's a problem. So. Yeah, so I, I think that, the, that as long as you don't have a mind to, as long as you don't have a mind to keep it. Now, Ashreka, look, you know, Rob Gouvray Baalocha, I'm sure, look. And, yeah, and, but, but, were you going to ask him some of the should have asked him. I think I did. I asked him. He just told me, Behechlet, you shouldn't do it, and that was it. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, like I said, so puzzles are not done on Shabbos anymore. And uh, it forces me to uh, generate conversation and, uh, and other things. But it does seem that your, your father was a pleasant, uh, wonderful man. The espadum that I heard, other than your own, also indicated that. And um, I know that uh, the Shiva uh, you know, experience, no matter who is gone, no matter how you know, long or expected the Pira was, yeah, it, it is basically hell, right? As much as, you know, that's what it's meant to be. 
Um, I, I, Why is it meant to be? I don't think it's hell. Actually, this time, I didn't experience it as hell. I think it was very nice. A lot of people came to stay and give cover to my father. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, it gave, I think it, sh- it gave him a, a shame toe. In fact, all these people who were coming, I thought it was a very, uh, I thought it was very nice. Actually, I thought it was very uplifting. So let me explain the hell of Shiva. The hell of Shiva is the repetitive ass nature of it. And I, I know that you aren't, right? Okay, you, yeah, okay. This okay wait, wait, let, me, let me make the point before you dismiss me. Because I've sat Shiva too, and I've sat Shiva never more than you have, so I understand. So the point is, is that um, you repeat the same things, and the people yeah, come right. in, and people, and that's the part that's hellish about it. The yeah. fact, yes, because it's a chazora, again, of, re, of repeating, and, and you feel your mechuyiv to tell the story, your mechuyiv to explain it. You can't just talk, oh, I talked about that yesterday. Oh, we did that two days ago. Um, you and, and people will ask you the same things and people will give you the same lines and you find yourself like like a, an actor giving over with, like you said, you're mechuyev to do it because you want people to know who your father was. You want people to know who they, that this was something special. Um, and again, how did he die? How long was he sick? Uh, where did he come from? Like, and then you keep on, and, and you can't show Rabbi Yosef a, a sense of, uh, of, a fatigue in these questions, you realize these people have come to see you, so you need to present yourself in that way. That's the hell that I'm talking about, not the hell that 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 Shiva is is negative in terms of the support. Well, I, I mean, if, if 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 our hell is that is that easy, I think I'm okay with it. The, the, one second, we know that one... Gehenim. That's what that's our plan for Gehenim. If, if Gehenim is 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 banal of sameness. Over and over without any advancement. That's that's pretty hellish, I think. There's always a nuance which is added. Okay, so you're saying you it's like all good storytellers. You have another little little knage that you add when the person comes, right? So right, and you remember something new each time. Yeah, and especially if it's somebody that that can tell you something that you didn't know, um, and I'm sure that occurred in your case too, right? Yes. Yeah. All t- and they all c- came with uh, they all came with uh, nice things to say, which is very, very nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not, but uh, you know, I understand being repetitive is a difficult thing. But, and I think uh, another thing that I that I discovered, um, and I want to talk about this with you because I don't think it happened as much with you, is that when I sat shiva for uh, my father of and when I sat shiva for my sister of um, the people who came didn't know her. So I felt, a, and, and, and of course, they were very um, interested in the seedy aspect of her life, which is that she was the like disabled person and she had gone through terrible things. Uh, with my father as well, although he was a little bit more well-known, you knew him, of course, as well, but he was a very Nechbalokalim person. And most people come for you. And therefore, you feel like a chiyuv, as I said, to be matzia, to plant that flag, and to explain who that person was, and um, I, I, that itself is 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 is, is, a, is an asoyan to be able to get it right, um, to be able to uh, to do it properly. I know that in your case, Rabbi Yosef, you sat most of the shiva in the community where your father was 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 quite well known in New Rochelle, right? Yes, and and I think that, that that's a little bit different. Um, and, and I, I, I praise you for that. I know that uh, people who um, 
who are in a klikodesh like yourself and uh, a ravu manik bisrael that have talmidim and people that expect them. Some of them say, "Look, I'll, I'll sit shiv a little bit where my where the nifter lived, but I have a responsibility to my kahal to go sit shiva uh, in my city, so my my friends and people come to Menachem you." Um, you know, again, this is a much a comment a little bit what you feel. Yeah, that's a, well. Listen, uh, first of all, uh, my uh, father's wife took tremendous care of him over many years, and she deserved to have. Um, I said Shiva there as long as she wanted us there, and she did. So uh, he died in bed. Uh, didn't was not ever allowed me ever to take him to uh, to uh, a nursing home or anything of that sort. So uh, tremendous. To the Nisham of the mess, which is the whole idea of sitting Shiva, is Nachas Ruach Nisham of the mess. Right, especially if they're nifter in that same place. They're nifter in the hospital, so of course, it's a, you know, we don't really get that advantage. It happens most of the time nowadays, but uh, she was nifter at home. And, uh, you know, at a certain time, I actually went into the room where he passed away and learned a little bit of the Chosavelos. So the, uh, so there's, uh, it was a feeling of, uh, you know, being appropriate there. Not the rabbi, it feels it's appropriate to be at home, but it happens to be that, of course, uh, people want to come be Menachem. And it's, uh, uh, some people knew Rochelle was convenient, some people Monty was convenient. So, right. so, uh, so, so do, do you think that, it, it, I want, you know, as our risk of the rise, uh, as we as we are wont to do, and, you know, to sort of like uh, regurgitate in some ways, can we, can, can we shine a negative light on, on this? Do you, can you be mastic it? I mean, do you think there's a, you think there should, there should, this should be one of the things people should be told, look, you're right. You're going to limit the amount of people that are going to be able to come to you, and you're not going to have it. It's not meant to be, you know, it's true. It's supposed to give you some social strength to be able to deal with the issue and to be able to to realize that you have an oilum that's there for you. And I think that's part of it. But I, I think it has to be balanced against the covet of the, covet of the nifter. And I mean, uh, clearly, the, the amount of people that can go far away to visit you or is going to limit some, even some good friends who could give you some support. But yet, what do you believe? Do you think that, that, that it, it's, it, it's, it's done too often that people abandon the Mokamam Nifter uh, perhaps more easily than they should? What do you think? Well, again, if it's done, if it, it was Nifter in a hospital, then, um, you know, uh, the Indian kind of doesn't exist. I'm not sure if that's true. There is the house where he lived. There's something about yeah, but it's, it's supposed, when I look through it, it's supposed to be the place where it's nifter. But if it's I, the whole thing is covered, I think the whole, make a main cheshbon is covered a mace. and if it's covered a mace for him to uh, get menachemim uh, somewhere where they're going to be a lot of menachemim, I don't think it's such a big deal. Right, the kids sat shiva and varakul, right? And they and they went to Memphis. Okay, but that's so they split the time. Right, right. And, and Rav Nota did live a number of years here in Memphis, and people knew him here. My point is, Rabbi Yosef, that if, if we won't call it you because you didn't do it, but let's say Rosh Hashiva X, Rabbi X, Rav X, who had a parent, an elderly parent living in another place, and then decided that um, I need to go for my Oilam because my Oilam doesn't, can't schlep out here, and I'm going to now move and go from the Mokam Anifter and go and sit uh, over there so people can come to me, Menachem me. Um, 
again, I, I, I understand. You know, it depends. You know, if a person moves because of his own covet, because he feels that uh, if more people are going to come for him, and, uh, I would, well, I would, we know they're coming for him. We know that the people don't know the father of that Rosh Hashiva or that Rav. They only, right, they are there to give comfort to that Rav. And they didn't know. So therefore, I'm not sure. It could be that, you know, the, if it, it could be it's an emotional point that you sort of have to decide on your own. I think really Nilchus Aveh was based on uh, statements in the Rambam and Sefer Abatim and other places, the murder of Uchem. You know, it is the type of thing which is sort of... Um, uh, totally in the das of the person. It isn't something that you can legislate so easily. There's a reason why halacha kedivri ameiko ba'ovel. It isn't just that you know we we're sympathetic. It's because the halacha is so elastic there. So it might be that you know the, your hanaga was definitely a hanaga mufabedes, but maybe there is if a person feels that he he's going to have a problem even in processing and and and, and reacclimating to life unless he gets that tender loving care. From the people who love him, who know him, then perhaps that is what he should do. Um, you know, even though the people that come there had had no connection to the nifter at all. So, um, yeah, I that's think- interesting question. I think there's no hard and fast, um, hard and fast following uh, to give for this. Yes, but I think it, have it, one it, you want to suggest. Well, again, I, I really just you know, since you lived through it recently, I I, I applaud you what you did. Look, the people that needed to get, the people that, that obviously uh, either um, were, would want to see you were Meister Nefesh to go a little bit further or fit themselves in. I think there's another thing about the Mokum Nifta, um, and that is that that could be a um, neutral ground for all the siblings. In other words, when you, when, 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 when Rav Agoyin, Sarah, Taira, Osid, Yoichan, and Hamachuna Bruce when he was <laughs> when he I know that he went to glad he became a Saratarov. Okay. He he went to, he went to Sid Shiva in in, in 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 the five towns area, right? Where he lives. Yes. Okay. Right. What that did was that was Mispara the Chavila of Yoichana of of of, of Yosef Gavrio and Yoichana. They now ended up going in different places, along with your two sisters. The Mokam Anifter not only I think gives, but also if there is a family, there is there's a commonality. There's also a sense of look, look at these, especially with your father. As I wrote to you right away, I mean, you, you, you texted me early in the morning of the Ptir, and I appreciated it. And as I wrote you right away, look at a Mishpacham Mufueris came out of that. You have uh, two incredible uh, B'nai Taira. Sometimes I think you're incredible in, in many ways. More like the Incredible Hulk than Incredible. Oh, thank you so much. But but two incredible Benetire, and then you have your sisters, who of course are also wonderful people, married to Hoshua people. So all together, people come there and say, "Oh, look, you're the Avelin." Whereas when, when when the split up occurs, where each one goes to their place, I think it is Mamayat in some way of what the, what what it was that the Nifter and the yeah, nifter. Uh, you're right. I agree. And the other thing is, just look, look you, you've spoken before about uh, what sort of emotional or lack of emotional person you are. Clearly, being with your family helps, and you're able to talk things over, and, and, and that's part of the healing 
as much as the people coming and saying, oh, I, I, you know, I have a friend who tells me most people, when they come to Menachem Babel, they always talk about themselves, right? You know, they open up and they're telling you, right? right? And it's basically a story about them. And it's basically what it is. And here you have a well, chance. It, it should be said, unfortunately, that by the modern Orthodox, which I see and I saw in, uh, uh, very often in the show, is that a lot of them do not focus on the nifter when they come. It becomes more of a social business. I think the right wing has this better up. I think the right wing understands more. It's not a social visit. It's supposed to be about the nifter. Uh, but uh, I don't think, you know, in the, um, in the in the modern world, I don't think they have that concept. Oh, well, okay, so let's now, again, we, I didn't want to take a sledgehammer to the Anhoga of uh, people rushing off to their uh, enclaves in order to be macabre, kind of fool them from their chassidah. Okay, talk about what you need or you don't need it. Let's talk about this for a minute. Do you think this is something, you, you sometimes see videos about this, what not to say when you come to a base hallville. And there, there, there is sort of a pushback based on what I was saying before, that this is something which is really not mugder alpi hilchas even though hilchas abelis, masech tismochas, is very mafurish, and the, the minhogim are very, very, especially in Germany and other places, are very elevated of how we do things. But there is a certain sense that the, uh, the, the cadence that this moves to is, is, is many ways amami. So if, if if this is something that happens, do you think it's, it's worthwhile that there should be a sign up saying, okay, um, we appreciate your coming, uh, please uh, uh, limit idle talk to a to a minimum, or do you think, yeah, Lazid guy, that's part of that's part of the event? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. There should talk to be uh, educational classes. Like that. At a point, there should be classes which teach how to be a mother. I mean, there are videos you can see about what not to say, but. Um, I, I see here. Here I'm, I'm going to again thinking about it, having been through it. Um, people yeah. are, are people. Yeah, there's an a, a issue of what does it mean? Daiga believe you should see chena, right? Does it mean this? What is you see chena lachirim, which is what we normally uh, assume, but there's other opinion that it's you see chena b'daito. So it, maybe they hold that that's this limutzchos. Yeah, I think some of it is also the fact that our modern friends, and maybe even not so modern friends, are nervous at, at the prospect and of the the glaring reality of death in their face. And because of that, it isn't so much that they want to talk about a Dover Shomabakach, it's that that's where their mind automatically reverts to in the place of doing that. Um, there's a fear of opening up exactly when the hospital called you and how long was the, the, when did they call code and how were the last couple of days and was the person on the respirator and was there a question of maybe bringing in, you know, a psaac about this. These things are things which I think people um, have an aversion to. Uh, They don't want to hear about this because they know it's coming for them as well. And therefore, it's not just that, oh, I happen to be in, at, at, at Ernie's house. So, you know, let's talk about, you know, you know, yeah, he was a big Rangers fan. Let's talk about how the Rangers are doing now. It might be just a way to cope. And that um, is something which perhaps we should understand. The question is, I, I think the Ovel, especially if the Ovel is a, is a, is a Gavarava, like, like you and other people, I think that uh, take these compliments when you can, that the person is, is that 
that they they sometimes have to be moichel and understand. Yeah, well, Moshe Nebuch, this person. So to keep on engaging in that in that little chit chat is probably the best thing to do. No. Okay. I, I, sometimes you know the veiling. Uh, uh, latch on to that and sometimes not. I think that in the Bayless, like my father's case where he lived a long life and a uh, meaningful life, it's less of an issue. I think when it's a more tragic circumstance then it's not appropriate. To yeah, and the question is, again, the oval needs to maybe maybe the Rav needs to explain to an oval, especially if it's going to be in a modern community or something like that, that you might be hearing things that are that you might find inappropriate and wrong and and you have to have that type of compassion and understanding, of course. But uh, it definitely is, like I said, hellish. And I go back to that. Uh, uh, another thing which well, they should be mechanech the menachmed is that there, there's a uh, there's a halacha which is that uh, which has become archaic and uh, this use, which is that when others menaneh rosho the menachmed are supposed to leave. Um. People don't take that hint. I know we're not an arrow, so there's not actually the right hint nowadays, but people should be sensitive. And uh, I cringe in retrospect uh, of times I might have overstayed my own welcome. Now they understand that uh, there are people. Okay, so now you get it. Um, I, I guess today's Menanea Roche might be looking at your cell phone, um, averting the person's gaze, um, things that indicate that. It's basically over. You have to have that little sense. I think let's talk about something else here. And uh, it's a little bit of an excuse for me to do something a little bit that you know where I'm going. But let's talk a little bit about the fact that many people sort of their Pesach into the home and sort of how they let make themselves feel less uncomfortable is by bringing, you know, uh, some sort of platter, some sort of food, uh, being involved in, in, in feeding. And this is something that you people bring it and it almost becomes the food train you know becomes that's the way we we uh, connect ourselves and it, it ends up being a tremendous amount of food um and it's all over the place uh, um, I, I think i might have uh, taken uh, uh, i think those weren't yours I, I don't think they was came from um i didn't open it up when i left your house but i did take a couple of uh cherry tomatoes i think i took one when I left, it was in your. Right I there. should have taken money more. Yes. But uh, my, 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 let me just make the point. The point is, and I want to make my, do my commercial here. But if you are, of course, planning to to be machabed the avelim with a, a spread, think about, of course, of the incredible provisions that you're going to be able to get from Abel's and Hyman. Those things can be ordered, uh, and any fine uh, deli or any store you can actually even call the company itself, and they can give you some some aids. But the uh, a, a thinly uh, cut pastrami plate, uh, along with many of the other incredible um, succulent, great uh, options, make a a, a very positive uh, offering towards any base although especially if they're if you're planning to send supper, and that's the type of thing that just it has the the appropriate amount of. Uh, of of I wouldn't call them preservatives, but appropriate amount of ingredients. And it's a type of thing that can stay even past the shiva. So that's definitely something to think about at if, when you're thinking about sending meat at your next 
face off. That happens. To, that's the, definitely the king of segues here. I would say I don't think I've ever done it as as blatantly. <laughs> Truly inspiring. Uh, so, but tell me about that. Did you? Did, were you very happy that you had all that food? You know, first of all, that it's nice to get food, but uh, the, the, it's, what's funny is that there is a website called shiva.com. And my uh, my stepmother has is a lot of non-Jewish uh, business associates because she's uh, very much in the classical music industry. And somebody ordered her a platter from Shiva.com. Turns out only it's only kosher style. You only get kosher if you start by special request. I see. So they deliver a whole bunch of kosher style sandwiches. No pork or cheese. I guess that makes it not the kosher style. So. Uh, so unfortunately, you had a, got some, a very nice, uh, the cleaning lady got a very nice uh, package for them. Let me just go on my little pet peeve uh, horse for a minute on this. Um, and I know I've, I've actually locked horns with people who know about the history of Menhagim. I, I do believe that ultimately the Makairis bear out that this idea of not taking food from a base hovel is mushrish in toast. Um, Obviously, the idea of bringing food is based on the law of Suda Sabrov, that the Oval's first Suda should not come from himself. It's a sign of connection to the community, Havra, meaning uh, healthiness, that this is something to push you forward, something to give you sustenance and realization. But it, therefore, it morphed into this thing that, oh, there's got to be food from outside all seven days, and that becomes, in a way, something. So I, I believe that one of the ways that we can you know, deal with this over excessiveness is encourage people to take stuff. Now, there's eating at the base level is one thing, but taking the food out of the base level, there are some Yiddish Makairis. I don't believe they're Oiskal. And even if they're there, printed up in Minigis Raltaira and other places, I do believe that they are. I don't think Minigis Raltaira has an Avelus yet. Well, wherever you would find it, whenever it's safer, you can show me. I, but anyway, uh, uh, but anytime you're right. It comes from it comes from a primitive amami, um, a superstitious non Yiddish mocker, and therefore it's, it's it's entrenched itself. And I think it's a chaval because you could pack up some plates, give it to people, and that could be a great chesed l'schus the nifter, as opposed to the stuff sitting there and people having hebe jibis, and hebe is the right word here uh, to to take the stuff. Like Rav Tzuriel uh, has a whole uh, section in the Oats of Somebody for Brother Chaim Brown going to me in the direction of the Oats of Satora Chelek Base. Rav Tzuriel has a whole section of Hagi Avelos, which are uh, which are many of which are the notes are have no real makor. Among them, the other ones covering the mirrors has no makor. So there's a Chazim Soifer, you know, ex post facto wants to give a reason that a woman should not that the women house should not adorn themselves. Yeah. So but that's an ex post facto reason. That's not the uh so there are many uh many men like that. I, I think the mirror is sort of like a cousin to the idea of being Kaifas Amita. In other words, the Mita is sort of the symbol of of the origin of Chius. So therefore the mirror in a certain way, <laughs> although for us and art goof, it's sort of an indicator of the other side, <laughs> how close we're, we're, we're reaching that other grain. It's, but I think that's part of it as well, is the idea. You're right, it's, it's kishut, but it's also a sort of sense of 
of, as, as we know, the, the Maris Hatsoivais, as they were used uh, to generate uh, life and a sense of the, the vibrancy of life, this is a time to be kaifa in a way to sort of, unfortunately, to be magul, to be misgulul, be'efer, be'ofer of that situation. Um, and, um, well, look, I, 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 as we say, you know, it's, it's, I told you as we started the program before we started recording, it's hard to be Machbed on Sheila Sholem, which is, according to the, the Gemara, is Oser, a Kolyud based Chaydish. Um, I, I think another thing that you, I don't expect you to be uh, Meshuga about it, but I think it's probably worthwhile for our listeners to hear that one of the things that a person should, I guess, realize, um, and I've heard this from many big people, is the, 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 the maniacal, desire to get the omid to find the place to run from shul to shul um that hasn't i i, I know I, i'm sure that hasn't taken hold of you has it well i was trying to, to, to stay in the shul or have the omid but um well, like you have the omid, but it's interesting that um just this week i think rabbi the name of rabbi friend uh, said that uh the, the year of avelus 11 months of avelus are like trying to catch a plane three times a day and, yeah. yeah. Well, again, it's part of the Hanukkah, but I, again, I, you know, I, I would go back. We go back. I'm sure in um, I don't know if Bischofen had uh, a big enough community, but we yeah, know often didn't, well, didn't have big enough community to have a bit of those many. They had to add, uh, they had uh, the whole Hanukkah in the Sefer Min and Bischofen about what you do when you can't provide the other with the minion. So actually, have because they didn't want to buy minion shul, so then they would. Go over for the other to say Varnishab Kedusha in his house. Uh, so this way, you know, he didn't go to the shul, but it went. So, so I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say is, I know in in, in Washington Heights and other places um, of of large German communities, the idea that you never get the omid all the time. This is a there's always a tar. The kadeshim are said also in a in a tar, and I think that really makes you feel part of a community. True, you're not able to daven all the time. And you're not always saying Kaddish all the time. But you realize you're part of a community and this is now your, this is your turn. Right. Well, there are, I think two people go a bit crazy on, uh, on Kaddish. Uh, you know that there is uh, the sheet, uh, there is a Zohar which seems to indicate that you save your, um, your dear departed relative from an hour and a half again of each Kaddish that you say. Which is why Lubavitcher uh, six remarkably say sixteen kadeshim a day. Right. So uh, and each of those has a sixteen kadeshim. So uh, yeah, it is a bit crazy. Yes, yes. My, my my feeling is that I understand it. Um, whenever death occurs, well, what Rav Turiel says is that many minhag abelos came up from kifot matzpun. Thanks to conscience, we didn't do enough for the person while he was alive. So now I, we're trying to do it while he's dead. I, I, was, I was going to say that, plus, plus a sense of helplessness in the face of, which is really the second other side of that coin. I didn't do enough, and I feel helpless now. At least I can do this. This is the most I can do. I've got to do something. Otherwise, I feel the crushing sense that I lost. I lost the chess match, which is Malachamovis. 
I wasn't able to keep the parent alive. That's what I was going to say. And I think that's what drives almost this this no, noble holiness. I've got to get the omit, and I need it. And then, and, and, and it really, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's as Surreal says, it's, it's a crankite that turns the person into a, uh, a, a not Urvim and Abrius with the other people. There becomes fights about who should get the omud. There's a question about, right? And, 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 and instead of just looking back and saying, look, okay, I'm about there, like every, all the Siddish Rebbe said, the great schus of Vitor, um, it, it ends up turning a situation where they lock horns and they break the minion in two, and they're going to go into one place and the other place. I think those things are things that um, it's, uh, we have to have Rachmanus on the, the Oval Nebuch who's acting that way. But whenever I see that, um, I am, it, it, it saddens me that um, things are reduced to, if I have this bretel, this is what I need, and and, 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 and I know I'm acting like a shtickle, a grub, <laughs> but I'm doing this for the sake of Kibitav. And I think this is something which um, I think both of us realize is, is understandable, but it's something which should be definitely shunted aside. Biwa Mobas Lenetzach, obviously, it's a, uh, it's bitter. And I'm sure all our listeners, uh, whether they came or not, uh, they were aware, uh, wish you, Rabbi Gabriel, as you are now, Still, a and we know that um, the schuyas that uh, uh, that even in your father's lifetime were accruing to him through the incredible amount of learning of Torah and and Hanrujoga, Hanhoga, Hatrocha, Shiurim, they should uh, continue, and uh, he should be now for you, of course, and for your family. Uh, the, the, a tremendous may with Yosher for uh, the for all the Bech offers. Uh, we should only uh, speak Rabbi Yosef in situations where uh, it's always a uh, it's only besimcha, only uh, with uh, with a a smile, a sometimes a grimace, <laughs> um, a, a chuckle, and uh, and even a belly laugh once in a while. Take care, my friends. We'll check. Okay. We'll check okay. your mitzvahim out next week. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.